nothing like nothing like kicking off the show with some adultery. Greetings and salutations, and welcome once again to the Campus Crusaders live at the time from the digital safe house. I am one of your three co-hosts today. I'm the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, and I am joined by two dashing gentlemen. One's a crusader, one's an ardent original. So yeah, he's a crusader too by blood. I present to you first, the other guy wearing the glasses. This is uh, Manderson. I got my firewall set up so that the safe house is safe. Ah, yes. Because that's what firewalls do. Yes, they safe spaces. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Very good. And our, our third, good. Uh, third host joining us all the way from sunny Los Angeles. From the Foundry. Ooh. You guys could use like the Foundry, the Belfry, the uh, so yeah, many different, have, so know. the Quarry, you know, so many. Anyways, so many. uh, and and you you know, there's there's Crusaders, and then there's a nerd, and that's yeah. me. Two uh, Crusaders I'm, and a nerd. Yeah, I'm I'm Tom, and uh, you can find me at Tall Dark Not Ugly, but you should check out everything at Nerd on TV. That's right. That's who I'm joined by, Manderson and Tom. They're joining me here, and of course. This episode, I'm getting bumbled already with my wording. This episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd on Nation, powered by Patreon. Patreon. The Nerd on Nation allows us to keep the lights on and up our quality. As a member of the Nerd on Nation, for as little as $1 to $5 a month, you get early access to episodes, a Discord community that is always popping over at nerdon.tv slash Discord, where I have been giving some fantastic, uh, I think fantastic wrestling notes for newcomers who want to join in on the wrestling fun, which has been uh, good to see. It's just passing it on like a virus. Also, bonus episodes and so much more. You can check that all out at nerdon.tv slash Patreon. It's okay, man. It's fine. The next pandemic is wrestling, not something <laughs> stupid. Elbow drops and steel chairs. And of course, for anything related to the Capeless Crusaders and Nerdon, you can head on over to thecapelesscrusaders.com or the nerdon.tv slash Crusaders. Your hubs for all things Crusaders. From there, you can find all our content as well as the rest of the Nerdon podcast family. Huh. Man, it's been a while since I've said this greeting because – we had we had kind of a break. break. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Aaron Lewis. Spring break, <laughs> spring break. Woo! <laughs> we had our spring break. Uh, got two episodes done quickly. It took a little few weeks off, and now we're back with our episode one eighty five. I remembered one eighty five. We are going where no man has gone before. Star date zero three two three two zero two two. Did I do that right? Did I do that right? Yeah, good enough for me. I kind of just did what I mean. I, I don't know if you need a yeah, zero before the two three, but okay. Yeah. Well, well, because uh, zero three being the month. I know oh, you did zero yeah. three, and then you did zero two did, three, didn't you? No, zero three. Did I do zero twice? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm or the did first I, time. Or did captain. I just gaslight you really hard? I don't know. Maybe you gaslighted me, and I'm <laughs> believing what you said. <laughs> I just Tom says, and I nod. Yes, you're right, Tom. Yes, okay. Yep, you're right, Mister Nerd on. Um, we. That's what happened when corporate joins the podcast. <laughs> Just do what the boss says. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. What was uh, really? That was a really good idea of me to do the star date. It was, that was such a good idea and such, such a good a great, opening idea. Yeah, Tom, man, <laughs> I love when you, you write it. things. You know, Nerdon has no bad ideas. <laughs> no, they don't, man. I, I should just listen to you guys more often. <laughs> anyway, we 
This time had a reading assignment, and that reading assignment was given to us by Manderson himself, mm. uh, being I did that a thing. He did a thing, being that he is a humongous Star Trek fan, and we have yet to do anything related to Star Trek on this show. He let us know that there's a Star Trek comic. Therefore, we are going to be going over Star Trek. Was it Countdown? The title? Yes. It's a uh, Star Trek Picard Countdown. Picard Countdown. That is what we're okay. today—a three-issue series. And uh, it kind of goes right into the Picard series that was available on Paramount Plus. So it's kind of it's a little prequel we got to enjoy, and we'll go over that with you here. Tom, you ready for it? You ready for that? I, I'm ready for. It. I was trying to find a fun way to like. So we go. We we call we call it Manderson Manderson. But then I was like, can we call him like Madmiral? Because like Madmiral. Mad- <laughs> McCard. Madmiral McCard. You know, he, 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 you know he, he's the Star Trek man. Yeah, he, he is. And so like, it's like, I, to me, I feel like I'm kind of like, I, you know, for, at least for me, I was like, I don't know much about Star Trek, but I'm going to be very lovingly held in between the big, giant, supple hands that is Manderson <laughs> on this journey. So I, I was just like. Ma- Admiral Manderson, <laughs> Mad Admiral McCard. Uh-huh. I'll take it. Anyway, we will be going over that as our main topic today. But first, as always, whenever we have this episode, unless I say otherwise, we like to do a little thing called around the horn. That's right. We go around the horn. We sit around a circular table, although there's no longer is a circular table. It's us in three windows looking at each other through our respective computer screens. So it's less personable as it used to be. I'm looking at you through a camera, which is transmitting through my screen. I'm not, you know. Okay, two of us looking through those screens. Tom's looking through a camera. But what we're doing is going over the other stories, the other comic book stories we may have read besides our homework assignment. I actually did read one. Did you guys read one? Uh, I read a book. That works. It's a book. Okay. 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 I'll go first because okay. I'm usually the one who's like, oh, no, I don't have anything, guys. Uh, I decided to somewhat celebrate now that four certain heroes have left the <clears throat> – Red streaming service, and now have gone over to the, the the blue streaming service. That's right. The Defenders are now over on Disney Plus. Uh, you know, we got Daredevil, we got Jessica Jones, we got Luke Cage, we got Iron Fist, and we got the Punisher. <laughs> Punisher, oh, uh, Punisher's on there, as well as also the ABC Agents of Shield. But whatever. Uh, Sorry for the dig on Iron Fist. Uh, the character's fine. Just the performance of the show, not so much. But I thought I'd celebrate those shows now being having left Netflix and now being on Disney Plus by going back and reading Defenders issue one from 2016, which was written by Brian Michael Bendis and art by David Marquez and Justin Ponser. So it's got to be good. Yeah, it was, it was Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, basically, uh, it... We find out in this comic that uh, Diamondback has returned, and he has attacked our defenders by shooting Jessica Jones. She's in the hospital. Luke hears about it. Luke gets there. We find out Daredevil's there, too, as well as Iron Fist, and they find out that they are being systematically hunted down by someone who knows their secrets, especially Murdoch. Not that one. The, the red, The red vigilante. Uh, Punisher? Not that one. He wears black with the skull. <gasps> Liam Neeson's? Not well, maybe, maybe. <sighs> uh, um, so 
they uh, eventually find out that Diamondback is well back, and Diamondback uh, back, Diamondback back, and he's trying to take back uh, Harlem and Diamondback backs trying to take back. Yeah, ta- backpack no trade backs. <gasps> and he we also discover Luke is the one who finds him first, but he has found a way to weaken Luke. Something with the diamonds he has, he crushed into dust, throws him on Luke's face, and Luke loses his strength. And Diamondback starts beating the crap out of him. Um, and Black Cat is there. She witnesses this because she, Diamondback was trying to get her on his side, but she was actually helping Luke. But that's where issue one ends. And I'm going to continue on in order to celebrate the Defenders now being on Disney+. Plus. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. The art was very pretty, very nicely drawn. Great artwork by David Marquez, coloring by Justin. And it's, again, like you said, Brian Michael Bendis. I read uh, the entire first volume of uh, Miles Morales, um, Spider-Man to My Boys, and all three of us loved it. So I was like, I'm going to keep on going with the Brian Michael Bendis trend before I go and rewatch all – the Defenders and Punisher episodes again because they're there now. And I want to see what it's like watching TVMA on Disney+. Plus, <laughs> Plus he brought back Jarrell. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'd be sad to say, it was very weird that day when Disney+, Plus when I went and checked it, and it was the day that those all those shows were added, and Disney+, Plus is like, hey, look what's here. Listen, type a pin in because, you know, your kids shouldn't see this. Yeah, you Put your pin in here it. now, please. <laughs> So that was kind of kind of fun to uh, try that out. But yeah, the pin works, by the way. You have to type it in every time you go. Don't look while I'm putting in my... Which is weird to think that they have to be all... all, 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 Get the kids out. Because we also have Alien, where an alien puts an egg in a man's throat, right? You know, it's like, "Mm, you know... But Alien isn't on Disney Plus, it's on Hulu. Is it on Hulu? Is that how they do it? Is that how they get around Mm -hmm. that? Because Disney, for years, Disney has done rated R movies. It's just they use... Touchstone Pictures or Buena Vista Motion Company. That's how Disney did it. That people forget Disney owns these other yeah. companies, so no. they can make their rated R. No, movies. I think I think Disney also forgets that they do too <laughs> because they don't make those movies anymore. No, <laughs> but I think Alien is on Hulu, oh. and that's where they can have all the non uh, Marvel aggressive stuff. One app, guys. Is that where Remember? Deadpool is? Is Deadpool going to end up on Disney Plus at some? No, time? it's going to be on. It's going to be on Disney Plus. We know that. Yeah, he'll be he'll be he, with the parental controls that there now. He's probably going to be in Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, and they're going to have they're going to have him record some promo, being like, "Hey, everyone, get your chimichangas out and get your kids away." It's something like that. Yeah, I'm going to share the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's so you or me. Uh, when do you go? All right. Um, I read. I mean, since last time we were on, I don't know if I was still reading this book, but I finished two books. Um, recently, and the first book I finished was uh, when I started, which was Jade City. Mm. And uh, if anyone's familiar with Mistborn, I feel like I might have mentioned this. I finished the book. Um, uh, the writer is a black belt. Her name is Fonda Lee. And imagine um, Magic-y Godfather. Like, Ooh. it's very Magic-y Godfather, even with, like, there being someone who's not part of the family that the brothers all like you're part of the family. Um, and uh, it's a drug war for uh, Jade. Um, and Jade gives people, these Kekanese people, um, abilities to uh, either perceive the world, run faster, be stronger, channel their uh, energies into other things, uh, uh, sense other people who use Jade, um, but also can make you uh, addicted to it and you can die from it. 
Ooh. if you're not strong enough to use it. So there's always a price to magic, right? Um, it's a cool book. It's one of three uh, called the Bo- Green Bone Saga or Green Bone Trilogy. And uh, yeah, it was cool. If you like uh, an urban fantasy, so it does take place in like a, a you know, where there's cars and guns and stuff like that. Very seedy uh, city and uh, this a warring fight between two clans. Then this is up your alley, you know, that urban fantasy. And the second book I finished was... Uh, the uh, source material for my favorite movie of all time, Christopher Priest's The Prestige. Yes. That book is nothing like the movie. That's what I heard. (laughs) That book. So imagine, so let's let's go with something easy without spoilers. Let's imagine Jurassic Park, right? Mm -hmm. And and you're watching, I mean, even though, no, well, that's based off a book too, and the book's different. Um, Let's imagine something uh, that's an original story, maybe. Oh, God. God. Um, or do you seven. want one that was just like the book? Do you want one that was just like the book? Mm, sure. The Gone Girl was just like the book, if that helps. Okay. Okay. So if Gone Girl is just like the book, this book is like, remember the, the movie? This is a hundred years in the future. And so the oh. and in the prestige, it starts in like the turn of the 1900s. So yeah. it starts in 2000s where people have cell phones and stuff. And it's like, let's read our great grandfather's book. And then it's the story that you're kind of familiar with, except it's like, here's all of Alfred Borden's story. Here's all of Robert Angier's story or Rupert Angier. And it, it turns into like almost like a horrific nightmare movie, like nightmare book at the end. Because it's like someone may be dead, maybe not dead, and not in the way that you think in the movie. I don't want to spoil anything in the movie or that because they do have twists and stuff like that and people haven't watched it because they don't know any better and they need to watch the movie. Because I would still say the movie is supremely better. I was going to say. Book, the book is just like a, it is a creepy book because like there's this part where it's like, what is happening? Is And then like people realizing, oh my God, something might have happened here. Like, and, and the characters that are, are, are dead in the movie are not dead here. It's, it's, it's wild. It, it's, it's a very different story, which I'm just like, how, how did you make this movie out of this book? And, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, the only way I could say it is like, uh, the, uh, everything we know mostly that's easy to mention is all adapted work anyway. So like, it's very hard for me to be like, uh, Ferris Bueller's day off. Let's say if that was into a book and the entire thing is actually more about like about a man who works in an office who decides to go to Cancun. That's how it feels like what? And it's and it's told by his future grandkids who are reading his journal. Yes. Yes. And then you're like, but what? Okay, well, but he's a high schooler. <laughs> I mean, you and I are both big fans of The Prestige. The Prestige is a phenomenal film. And I'm like, My favorite. This, this must have been like Nolan, like, I'm going to take this book here. And I'm going to make it uh, better. Oh well, the, the story <laughs> about how the book, the the script was. Christopher Priest um, had the script, and I, I don't know who wrote it, but like the he was going in between Darren. I think he was going up between Darren Aronofsky and him to do oh. it, just like just like Batman Begins as well. And then he didn't see Batman Begins or anything like that. He he didn't even see Insomnia, but he saw like a VHS copy of like memento and it was like uh, i want the guy who made this kind of thing so he saw out nolan uh, yeah it was, it was interesting i was like oh wow but yeah that's it, what i read I, I i random side note i'd always think it's funny how christopher nolan and jonathan nolan the brothers separated by seven years it's just funny how one the older one has the british accent and then the younger brother not at all 
because he was born in Chicago. Christopher was born over Chi-town. there. Yeah. yeah, so it's like they both were raised in Chicago after Christopher, after he was seven. But Jonathan was born in Chicago. So it's just so funny to me that these two brothers sound completely different. Yeah. <laughs> completely different. And and now it's it's just interesting also seeing, I mean, like this is a, a way side tangent, but like Nolan without his brother, without like, because Nolan would typically do story or screenplay work. And then Jonathan is always there in, in between as well. But mm-hmm. now they're not. So and yeah. now, you know, Nolan doesn't even have Wally Fister as his DP. He, he has Hoyt oh, Van Hoyt. Right. So it's whole new team. Whole that's new right. team. And he doesn't have um, Hans Zimmer anymore. No, uh, he's done with Hans. Yeah. So anyways, Manderson, this is this is about comic books. Yeah. Yeah. Comic books. Uh, I'm going to jump back on the Marvel train. I uh, have been reading, uh, keeping up on the Avengers. Ah, what's uh, happening? Written by Jason Jason Aarons, I believe mm-hmm. is writing that. Nice. Um, and they, they just wrapped up a World War She-Hulk storyline, which was very well done. And more like, it was kind of like spy thriller more than it was Hulk smash. So it was, it was very good. Nice. Um, and they're jumping into this multiverse crisis type thing where these supervillains that are like the the most powerful supervillains in the multiverse have come together and they're you recognize them uh but they're from different universes so there's differences like the red skulls the black skull but he has the symbiont so he's like venom skull type thing that kind of stuff Mm. um and they're threatening universe 616 and Starbrand is is rising to power in the midst of it, but she's like a eight year old kid trying to figure out how to use powers. And the Phoenix has just come back and is uh, fused with Echo, so that's a whole like there's all these things just colliding at once um, to to bring this climactic. I think I don't know if it's the end of his run. Where I I just read issue seventy five, um, and I have seventy six on my nightstand. Um, or if he's just writing this huge story that's going to be just pulling on all these characters that you don't normally see in the Avengers. Because the main ones that you think of are there. Uh, but there's so many more that have just been piled in in the last few issues. So it's been really good. Jason Aaron's has done a great job of, of writing um, since Avengers one, issue 1, which was like three years ago now, I think. Mm. Um, it's been he's done a great job with it so yeah check that, it out pick it up just just hearing you say like the black skull with the venom symbiote it just makes me like what if like dr octopus was giving like the power cosmic that'd be pretty cool yeah but it, it is stuff like that um it, green goblin has the spirit of vengeance Ooh. so his bombs are just <laughs> skulls that are on fire yeah so it's it's crazy the the different villain powers that they've tied together and the personalities that they chose because they could have chosen one of the um blanket on the name right now which is embarrassing on uh they could spirit, just... of vengeance. spirit of vengeance is ghost rider Fl- thank you ghost they could have chosen another ghost rider and put him in that oh. but they yeah nicholas cage <laughs> and, but they chose green goblin and gave him that power and what kind of craziness comes of that so no, yeah, I mean, yeah, that just that just allows you to be like, oh yeah, like how do you mash a villain and a hero's power and then make mm-hmm. that into like a cool multiversal villain? Like Doctor Doom is so OP. I'm like, who would he have a cool like mesh with though, right? Like maybe right. like Kamala Khan's powers or something like that. Ooh, like he's a he's an inhuman as well. It's like, oh yeah, 
That's cool. That would be cool. You know, so yeah, he's he's supposed to be in the story arc, but I haven't seen him. Because then he'd yet. be stretchy. So and then he could be like, Reed, we are one. <laughs> oh, and they just get intertwined with each other. And in then the Reed in his universe is like, I'm an ugly man in a middle. <laughs> so that's what happened, Reed. Hey, nice. great readings, guys. Yeah. Great job. It's reading Rainbow. You know? That's what it is. Butterfly Speaking oh, of reading Rainbow. That's a good segue. Good old LeVar Burton. We see one of his characters. Here's probably a side note. We will not be having a segment of news this episode. However, if you need the latest news and updates, what you can do is check out the Nerd On Update, which is I'm I'm coughing. <laughs> he's he's just so excited about it, he can't contain himself. What is the Nerd On Update? I keep seeing it on my podcast feed. Can you it tell is the me what weekly, it's all about? It is the weekly show where uh, the hosts answer uh, 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 talk about the nerdy news that we're excited about, and also answer questions from listeners. Uh, and uh, we we do it live on Monday nights at eight p.m. PSDT or PS. It's West Coast. It's California time, y'all. And uh, you know you can go in and you could throw in your questions if you want, and they could be geared towards specific people. We like it if they're geared towards the entire crew. But you can also send questions ahead of time in case you can't make the stream uh, by going to nerdon.tv backslash discord and joining there. But if you want to get a nerd on nudge and get ahead of the line, because we do have quite a bit of questions in the bucket list already, um, you can join that nerdon.tv backslash Patreon and join and then go put be put into a a a, a secret server which isn't a secret it's just more of an exclusive server for patrons mm-hmm. uh, and you'll be joining since you're part of the neuron nation then you get you get the neuron nudge and uh, mr steves has been filling in for uh mr Corey powers because that man is with baby first baby mm-hmm. so he doesn't mm-hmm. know he, he, he's learning he isn't he's as learning the way he he isn't as experienced or vetted as, as you two fine gentlemen who has who has babies or has, has children has, We're weathered. Yes. And so you guys just know how to, you know, uh, c- carry your children at the same time while you are podcasting. <laughs> or they stay at your mother-in-law's for the night. Mm-hmm. Like tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I got too excited and my lungs forgot how to work. And therefore air both left and went in at the same time. <laughs> as I brung up the nerd on update because there's so much excitement in that that I lost the ability to breathe and speak. So thank you, Tom and Manderson, for taking that from there as I choke and die in the background. It's okay. Don't worry. I knew something was up when I had to help you walk across the street that one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Because I was too excited. Uh, I thought it was because you left your tennis balls at home to put on the tips. That too. That That too. I did that as well. Anyway, LeVar Burton, right? Yeah. Yeah, LeVar Burton. Yeah. Onto our all the shots fired. All the shots fired at my my allergies and but they're on stun. Unable to breathe correctly. Oh, on stun. Mm -hmm. Another segue there to our main event. As I still try to clear my throat, (laughs) we read Star Trek Picard Countdown, and the first ever Star Trek topic in the history. Of the Capeless Crusaders, minus the moments that Manderson would just bring it up during conversation. Right now... As, uh, as much as I could. <laughs> as much as you could. The spotlight is on Picard yes. and the crew. And Manderson, because it's your baby, I'm mm. going to let you tell everyone the synopsis of this story, which is the prequel 
to the Picard yes. Paramount Plus series. Okay, I'll try to screw it up because I don't think I've ever synopsized before. So no, no. it's all you. <laughs> this this story takes place after the end of Star Trek: The Next Generation and its four movies. So um, Picard has been promoted to admiral, mm-hmm. and he is in charge of a task force that is going to be evacuating Romulan citizens. From a blast radius of a supernova that is going to destroy a number of their planets that are inhabited. So uh, there's already kind of like a, that's weird because the Federation, the, the who the Enterprise and Star Trek is basically following all the time, and the Romulans they don't like each other. That was a really weird way to explain that. We don't They're, like the Romulans. They don't, we don't like the Romulans. No, um, and they don't may, like may, us. As as a as an uninitiated, why? Yeah. Because they talk mad shit, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's. I'm gonna put a pin in that. We'll get back to it. Thank you. As I as I synopsize. Thank um, you, Admiral. Yeah. Uh, so there, there. He's he's working with Jordy LaForge, who was his engineer on the Enterprise, to build this fleet to help evacuate. While that's happening, um, Picard and his ship, the Verity, are actually in Romulan space doing diplomacy things, and they get called to a planet. Um, Uyat, I think is how it's pronounced. I yeah, Uyat, yeah, Uyat. Uyat, uh, something, like, something like that. Uyat, yeah. bro. Yep. Uh, and to to help evacuate like 10,000 citizens. They go, they get um, what is considered unprecedented access because mm-hmm. they're usually like very, you can talk to these people at this time in these places, but nothing else. But they kind of let them walk around and they discover there is a native population that they weren't told about. And there's millions of, of this native population. Yuyatis. That one I know, and, that's how you say yes. it. Yuyati. And uh, we find out that Romulans be racist. Mm-hmm. And they just want the Romulans, not the Yuyati, to be evacuated. Assholes. Uh, exactly. But Picard is a stand-up dude. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm not going to just evacuate you. I need to get a whole fleet. We need to organize this. Uh, so they place Picard and his first officer um, under arrest. And um, they get put in a, in a jail cell. They're then broken out by two Romulans and the Yati that serve them on their vineyard. Um, and escape to this kind of sanctuary place that only Yati really go. But... These two Romulans and Picard and his first officer are allowed to go there. Um, Rafi is the name of the first officer. It took me a while to remember that. Uh, they then pretend to go. Oh, after the sorry, after the attack, the Romulan governor of this planet and some of her uh, retinue transport to the Verity, try to take over the ship and more or less successfully do to, do so. Picard pretends to be recaptured by these two Romulans that are actually Tal Shiar, which is like the KGB of uh, the Romulans. Yep. Um, they then stun a bunch of Romulans, to kind of take over the control area, take back control of the Verity. You then discover that the, it looks like these two Tal Shiar agents are on Picard's side, that one of them may not be. The Tal, Tal Shiar <laughs> ship shows up. There's like a standoff. Two regular Romulan ships show up, and like regular Romulan citizens and soldiers and um, 
military they don't like the Tal Shiar, so there's already there's more tension. Oh. Uh, and then it's like Tom and I were talking a little about it before. There's there's a lot of conflict. There's a few phaser fights, um, but there's very little like punching in the face. It's it's all done through di- diplomacy and outwitting mm-hmm. and outsmarting um, each other. And like Picard having faith in these two Romulans to to do what is right and not what the Tashiar tells them to. Um, and we we uh, we actually see these two Tashiar agents at the very beginning um, mm. of the story, which like the two first pages, I think, take place right, literally right before Picard starts. And then it jumps back to this story. Um, so it sets up uh, the, the Romulan supernova and evacuation is something that is in the background of Star Trek Picard. Um, but anyway, so to wrap it up, Picard and his crew save the day. They end up sending enough rescue ships with the blessing of the Romulan Senate to evacuate even the Yuyati people off the planet because Picard's a badass. Nice. How to do? First time. How to do? What was I don't know the theme song to the show. I would play it because <laughs> <laughs> I think that would that ended very well. No, thank you. See, I can hear it in my head, but if I try to play it, yeah. Yep. See, if I started it, I'd all of a sudden end up going into the old Walt William Shatner Star Trek, and I was trying not to do that. So that was that have been fine too. That been fine too. That's the one that goes like da 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 da. No, that's it. it. That's somewhere else. Oh, no, I think that I think you mean um No, that's definitely it. We just do all the instead of John John Williams. Welcome to the musical episode. So 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 where where we going next, Mr. Estevs? Uh what did we think overall of the comic? Uh myself. This is the most I have delved into Star Trek. Uh, all I could say that I've seen before this, and I'm not going to count the Chris Pine movies because they're kind of different Star Trek than what I'm sure Manderson. But they're uh, on a different timeline. Yeah. Different timeline. Because they're, they're canonicized as like they're the, the OG timeline is aware of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yes, I, know, I know that. More adventure and action that one than you would have gotten from the diplomacy and and dialogue of the next generation and That's, and, yeah, that is and their true. movies. Um, other than this, it's been whatever I saw in my TV criticism class with our friend Dr. Michelle Fosnoden, the TV doctor, because she's a huge Star Trek fan like you. She's huge into TNG. That's and and Picard. That's. It's all about for her, and she used like three episodes that like broke down the way they described racism and socioeconomic issues. And I'm like, holy shit, Star Trek is deeper than I thought. Um, and reading this comic uh, makes me want to go watch Picard now. Uh, th- this got me excited. You're, it worked, Manderson. It worked. You're welcome. <laughs> um, will I catch all of TNG? Give me some time. Give That's me some right. time. That's, That's right. a lot there. Maybe I'll just go from here to Picard, and then maybe I'll do the whole Quentin Tarantino thing where I'll start in the middle and then go back to the beginning 
and then go from there. Um, but I really enjoyed this. I liked the story they told a lot. Um, it was cool seeing uh, – I keep saying LeVar Burton. His character is LaFor- LaForge. Right? LaForge. LaForge, yeah. It's cool Commander. Without without the, uh, you know, the, the visor. visor. You're seeing his eyes. He's Commander now. Him and Picard chatting. It's because he's controlled his X-Men mutation. To shoot exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, having not known much, I knew that those two were close in the old show. So it was cool seeing those two in the comic again. As well as um, she's with Picard the whole time. I remember that character. Uh, Rafi? Rafi. I remember her too. See, it was always like on after cartoons. So I caught like five minutes of it and then changed right, the channel. Yeah. <laughs> so... Commander or Lieutenant Commander Rafi, she's she's actually a new character for Picard. So not to shoot you down there, but she wasn't the she wasn't in the show before. I'm getting her no. confused with someone else. Then never mind. Yeah, there there's like similar characters to her, but there's not like that's probably her. what it is. That's yeah. probably what it is. I'm seeing a character like her. Anyway, uh, really remember when I walked I, you down the street that one time? Yes, I remember. <laughs> yes, I, I couldn't breathe correctly. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this comic very much. Um, Tom, um, I'll say the same. I mean, obviously, in between Steve's conversation, I kind of jutted in every bit of little Star Trek knowledge that I have, um, which is very limited to begin with. Um, I had seen some of the older, I feel better to say older films, but the OG <laughs> films, like I saw this, like uh, the, the 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 Wrath of Khan and then the Search for Spock and didn't realize that Leonard Nimoy directed uh, to like, all of the movies. Yeah, um, much. And the fact that Jeff Nimoy, who I've had on the show on Nerd On, is second cousin to, to Leonard Nimoy. And so it's like I have a kind of a connect to Leonard Nimoy, you know, God rest his soul. And then also the fact that this is just making me just more and more sad that I've squandered this. I like I should have fanboyed more when we had mm-hmm. John Frakes on the show. But that being said, um, and also this conversation of just being like, Oh, Star Trek talks about this and that, and not to not to fu- not to start fights, not to start fights. But you know what? I I there's there's something about sci-fi that I like more than fantasy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Star Trek is the sci-fi, and Star Wars is the fantasy. I like mm-hmm. both. I really do like my Star Wars. But I will say <laughs> the fact that Star Trek, and you're just saying it's like. Talks about race, talks mm-hmm. about humanity, talks about mm-hmm. what we do. With t- I'm just like, anything that just like, yes, we use sci-fi to just talk up, just have a real conversation about the stuff that we're currently going through. And mm-hmm. then we're just like, I'm getting my space stories. But instead, you're actually, what you're actually doing is seeing what the writers and the characters are talking about. about Our, our own current society. situation in yeah. sci-fi stories. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Gaiman yeah. is the truth. It's the lie we tell to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Do it in the uh, accent. Do it in the accent, though. I can't. It's I'm the lie actor. we tell to tell the truth. Yes. Hey, there you go. You're the actor. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, with this comic... Uh, the three issues, very easy to read. Um, for yeah. someone who doesn't, who who's watched the same, the the Pine movies, and I know a little bit of the Star Trek. It's you know, if you if you know crafted storytelling, you know how to pick things up. Like even if you don't know the relationship between LaForge and Picard, if you don't know the relationship between the Romulans and and Starfleet, then you're just like, okay, they and they explain it enough, and they mm-hmm. know like, okay. These guys are friends with these guys. The way that Picard talks to this person, there's a history between them. The way yeah. that uh, Rafi talks to Picard, there's like, okay, there's a, 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 
Like they're kind of still new to each other because she's calling him by a name that he's not used to. Yeah, the she's picture able to- of LaForge and uh, Data together. Yeah, yeah. So it's a so- shout out to the show. Yeah, yeah, and 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 there is a cool, I don't know, je ne sais quoi about the fact seeing Picard in this nice maroon red shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's like it demands kind of this reverence. And people call him like the legendary Jean-Luc Picard. And uh, I, I really enjoyed those kind of things of being like, oh, yeah, this is a very nice handing into uh, the world. And if anything, it kind of feels like a, you know, a Batman uh, zero issue or a Spider-Man zero issue of like, this is before issue one, just to kind of get you like caught up of like what things you already know, but to do it in this new version of it. Um, yeah. And I know this is a primer for the show. Did this come out before the show or after the show? Before, uh, I, be- I believe it came out before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that, think- that's that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, one of the one of the uh, ads in the artwork I think showed uh, continue along with Picard, January twenty mm. third or what have you. Yeah, nice. yeah. Um, yes, Star Trek um, and I- IDW have done a good job with. Uh, they did a um, countdown to darkness, which led into Star Trek Into Darkness, mm. um, and I think they, oh. I, I want to like, say like, they did like another the, like one, like fifty two countdown, like DC, yeah, something like that, which yeah. is the blueprint for everything. No. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I, the one thing also just being say, I liked how conflicts were handled in here because mm-hmm. although there's a little pew pew with, with the stun lasers and stuff like that, um, it's something that I found. I, I again, someone who hasn't done a lot of Doctor Who. Um, when I hear people like, oh, they have to battle or fight all these different races of aliens. I'm like, oh, this must be like crazy starfaring battles. Like, no, there's hard, there's not that much. It's much more. And you hear Picard say that. He's like, uh, I, w- I wish there was diplomacy that would have won this. And it's like the cool idea that you can have conflicts and there's struggles and there's technically fights, but it's more like chess matches. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and uh, it also just kind of like stretches the mind of like, you know, punching and all that stuff and fighting is an argument, is a discussion at the end of the day. Whosoever theory or whoever's thesis is stronger or emotions are stronger towards the argument wins. But this is like, oh, they are not going to throw blows and it's going to be a who outwits who. And then I think I think at the very end, if we're trying not to spoil it at this point, I don't know. Um, it's just nice to hear. See it's like, oh, I was, uh, you know, planning on dece- deceiving everyone, but I realized in the mission that, you know, like what the true call to, you know, valor is or whatever, like the, tr- right, the yeah. good thing is like, oh, this is this is nice. It, it is a little like parlor room kind of detective where it's like everything will get revealed at this moment, which is a convention that if you're familiar with it and you like those things, then you'll enjoy this story. So, yeah, it, I think it was it was well written. It <clears throat> When I see storylines that are less than four books long, I usually... I'm a little skeptical just because I, I feel like you need four books in order to tell a good story arc in the comic medium, but they contained it really well. And it, it was a fast read. I read it when it first came out and I just read it again and I didn't realize like how quick of a read it was. Yeah. Um, it was, which is, yeah, which is, I, I don't know, like if it was one of those things like, wow, that was really fast. Like I really enjoyed it. So it went fast or it actually was just a, a quick read from panel to panel, page to page, things were like it was it was well paced, so mm-hmm. there, it wasn't like that was a bad thing. But I mean, uh, the cool the cool thing about t- and that's the thing I think where Star Trek definitely the reason why it's lived lived so long it it benefited from TV writing. It's like, hey, we got to tell this story in fifty minutes, and I think this feels that same way where it's just like, 
well, how are they going to get out of this pickle? All right, well, ah, yeah. ne- next issue. How are they going to get out of this pickle? All mm-hmm. right, well, next issue. It's like, now it's all going to end. And you're like, okay, I want I want to see how it all resolves. So it's, they definitely use those, that, 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 that rhythm, that, that uh, yeah. beat. So. Yep. I'm glad you guys liked it. I was a little worried that it would be like, ah, Star Trek, but. No, it's, it's cool. Just... It, you, first off, you can't not read it. You can't read it and not hear Picard's voice. That, I mean, right. you, Stewart, you, yeah. you use here Patrick Stewart. Um, but my movie experience with Picard was Generations. That okay. was the first thing I ever saw because my dad liked the William Shatner show. I, he never watched Next Generation, but he knew of Next Generation. Right. And so when that movie came out, he's like, we're going to watch this. I'm like, all right, let's, let's go into this. And knowing nothing about it, I remember watching Generations. I think I was eight, nine when Generations came out. Yeah, it came out. It came out in '94. So yeah, oh, okay. I was tw- I was 12, so I just don't remember very well. Yeah, yeah I think it came out December '94. Yeah, but but I remember was watching it, and that was my first experience with the the Picard character. Um, but no, I I really enjoyed the comic. Uh, favorite favorite panels, favorite scenes. Ooh, um, I, I'll go first. First of all, it's probably because you don't remember because it's probably still part of your Winter Soldier training. But it um, is. yeah, it is. Um, don't say the uh, words. Don't don't yeah. say the words. December red truck or uh, something. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Sebastian Stan, uh, uh, body Duh. image. Duh. <laughs> um, Duh. Favorite favorite images. Actually, I think uh, what was most striking. You know, I was starting the book and I was like, okay. You know, it starts a year later, and then you're like, okay, so this is going to be like a little bit of a flashback, and you know, we all know it all works out. But uh, what really grabbed me and captivated me was at the end of issue one. Where uh, John Luke Picard's like uh, they're taken uh, as guests, permanent guests, until their right. evacuation, and then he just um, all his thought bubbles or thought boxes of uh, like his. I was like, oh, I failed, and then it's like he's just in darkness, and it's just like, oh, this is really nice and striking, and it's like, and that, and, then, and there's a little bit of chorus when you get John Luke uh, when you get um, when you get Patrick Stewart, you're like, oh, there should be some Shakespeareanness to it. And I'm assuming yeah. that's that's rot in the show. And it's like, oh, this is nice. This feels good. It's like, oh, yeah, what do you do? And I just liked those few panels at the end of issue one where it's just like him in his cell and in darkness. And he's like, well, it's like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, that darkness panel was fantastic. Just him on his own. I did like how the uh, the attack came out of nowhere. The the sudden attack on the, the Romulan yeah. uh Encampment. Encampment, the way that panel played mm-hmm. out. Uh, again, the, the, the set to stun and only in self-defense after he takes two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked that part a lot. That Just the way the visuals were there, uh, getting Picard out of there, and it just then learning from there where, what's going on. There was this whole this whole other crew. The te- what, how do you call The Tal? Tal Shiar. Tal Shiar, the hand. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was awesome. I, just that whole continuation there of those panels, I really enjoyed. Yep, I think mine, uh, and this is probably because I'm a a big TNG nerd. Um, the first page of the last issue, um, where Picard it, it has all of his thought bubbles, and he's talking about all these experiences he's had and the things that he's learned from those experiences, and you see him as the cutest which was like a huge moment in tng and then um, the next panel is from one of my favorite episodes called the inner light where he basically lives out 
this whole other life in like a simulation, but doesn't he thinks it is, and then at the end he's kind of bought into it, and then realizes it's not. Um, but like every panel is like these these crucial moments in his life um, that have kind of defined who he is, and I, I really kind of like that that walk down memory lane, and just kind of that reminder of he's gone through all these things, and that is, and he's still held on to his ideals, and it's formed him into the admiral that he is now. Nice. I I will say I'm assuming Manderson you have this physically. Physical uh, I do, yes. Yeah. Uh Steve's I'm assuming you and I read digitally. Yes, right. Uh that that image with uh Data and LaForge definitely looks like LaForge and Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I, I if if I didn't know but I'm like what why is he in here? What is this the crossover I needed? <laughs> Um, I do like um, another image. I'm just looking through it now. Um, is the ending with the governor in the uh, mm-hmm. in the cell? And you know, mm-hmm. there's always this nice feeling. Again, I haven't watched the show, so I don't know if the governor comes back or not. But it's like, ooh, foreboding. I can't wait for her to like come back with a vengeance. Um, and uh, again, I will say, as someone who does not know why Starfleet and Romulans don't like each other, because I'm like, but wasn't Spock man a man and he was cool? <laughs> But oh, like, <laughs> oh, I can answer that question for you if you want. Base so basically, um, give me Romulans a taste, are, baby. Give me a taste. Very, give me a bump. They're very secretive. <laughs> they they like their secrets, which you get in this. Um, and they are also. You also get that idea that they're racist. They think that they're <gasps> oh, yeah. better than than every every other species out there, and that they should rule the entire universe. And they don't see how any other um, advanced species could not think the same things about themselves. Well, so they're the Starfleet, elves from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say even like, with the pointy ears and the eyebrows. Oh yeah. I would say like, if we equate it to modern day, it, it might be like modern day China or Russia where they just think like, well, we should have control of all of these things, but they don't, they don't let anything out and they don't trust anybody because they think everybody else is keeping secrets as well. Mm. Um, now I'm going to reread it and hear the Romulans with the Russian accent. <laughs> it could be worse. Um, it could be better like than the, Chinese accents, I'll tell you that. Yes, I will. Throughout the whole history of of the Romulans in Star Trek, there's always been that, that little bit of of extra mystery and secrets and the way that they say things you're like, well, that sounded really pretty, but I know you're hiding something and I don't, I don't trust you. And they never trust anybody. Like you get that in this, like the Federation and Starfleet are trying to rescue them from impending doom. And they believe <clears throat> that it is a farce so that they can make the Romula- Romulans weaker and expand throughout the galaxy. They're 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 a more subtle uh, Miss Your Candy from Django Unchained. That's they're 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 DiCaprio. I was gonna say did there. and have what cake? Did did Adam McKay write this? It was like <laughs> don't don't list. There's no supernova. Um, I did I did like when um, don't look up when they were talking in the the waterfall cave and uh, there was that moment where that it's like. Yeah, we were the first colonists. You mean colonizers? And it's like, yeah. yes, your 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 kind so quickly forgets. What did your ancestors call themselves? Ooh. And then and then, and then uh, uh, Picard's like fascinating conversation. And I was just like, 
Not now. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. not right now. Which I mean, which I, I it just makes me like, are they doing it? Are they are they, they going to have this conversation? Which again, I love about sci-fi and and mm-hmm. the fact that I'm hearing more and more is making me be like, man, maybe I should just make that my nightcap and just pop an episode on, go to bed, pop an episode, go to bed. Mm-hmm. Should I? To me, Picard was as the best Star Trek since TNG, and I, oh. I've liked other series for sure, but um, they did so. Coming out of this book into that, they they reference TNG in a way that makes TNG fans just geek out, get your nerd on. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they tell a, a, a great story that has twists and moments of like deep despair and then hope and um, every like some episodes feel like okay this is kind of this weird one-off episode but everything does come together um, you get old characters that show up you get new characters that you fall in love with and it's um, they did a really great job and the interesting thing so going to you guys have seen the Chris Chris Pine universe movies mm-hmm. um, the the supernova that they're talking about in this comic book is referenced in that first movie when old Spock comes back and is sharing stuff with Picard oh. that is that was he was trying to stop that supernova so they do tie everything together um, I think more completely through this uh, through Picard through this book and the series than they have through any other Star Trek series, which I, at this point is only Discovery, and then um, a couple cartoons, uh, which I, I appreciate because I like those movies, um, and I I like that connectedness that they. I mean, it's basically creating a Star Trek multiverse, so that's great. Mm. So, Manderson, uh, to those who are listening who have not delved into the world of Star Trek. Would you say this comic is a good start before you start watching Picard? Oh, definitely. Um, it, especially if if you haven't watched any Star Trek, you maybe have seen like the commercials or you know the books in the bookstore or movie posters or whatever, um, and you've maybe heard the name Jean Luc Picard or Captain Picard, and you know the Enterprise is a big deal. Um, this. This will get you a familiar with who Picard is um, so that you could be ready to jump into that movie. And so Rafi and the two Tal Shiar um, characters, they are in the Picard series as well. So you, you get to know some of the, the characters before jumping in. Um, and you, you kind of get hints at history in this that help out in Picard. Um, and I, they write Picard in a way that doesn't assume you saw Next Generation. There will be things in there that if you've seen Next Generation, you're like, oh, I get that. Oh, I get that. Um, but you don't have to have seen it. You just kind of get like, okay, this thing meant something to him in the past. And there's plenty of stories out there where they they start, you know, middle of somebody's life and they reference something in the past. You're like, all right, well, that was a big deal to them in the past. They create that history. So I think you would be able to enjoy Picard with this comic going into it. Nice. There you have it. Those of you who are who are wondering, Manderson says, make it so. Uh, uh, I like you did the hand thing and everything. Uh, engage. Engage. I said the gif. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. There is our episode on Star Trek Picard Countdown. 
thank you, Manderson, for throwing that out there. Uh, we now uh, are, uh, you know, open to future Star Trek titles. Not right away. Calm down, Manderson. Okay, right. Give it a break. I'll, I'll give you a month. Um, but give us a month at least. Um, so there you have it. Uh, go check out this comic. Give it a read. Again, it's three issues. It goes by quick, mm-hmm. and it's entertaining. It keeps you glued. Um, and, you know, if you have Paramount Plus or you know someone who does, maybe go over to their place and uh, see if they want to watch Picard. You know, just don't don't even call. Just drive on over. Just show up. Just knock on the door and say, hey, want to watch Picard? And then they'll I, say yes. How, how, wait, how, how, do, how, how do they ask one more time? Hey, want to watch Picard? <laughs> <laughs> hey 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 what's the card so there you have it um thank you again manderson uh thank you all for listening to episode 185 star trek picard countdown we hope you've enjoyed if you have enjoyed this you know what to do you're probably listening on a podcast app if it's the apple podcast app that means you can like subscribe and leave a review let us know what you think of this show what you thought of this episode what do you think of the show as a whole what do you think of the nerd on nation your reviews get seen and help put us out there in the spotlight help us get seen along with nerd on go check out the nerd on podcast they got so many different things they're doing they got the nerd on update you got the nerd on show you got nerd on the lunchbox you got nerd on the board game you got nerd on the cartoon series coming out soon <laughs> all that happens he lied. When you go like, <laughs> subscribe, and review these shows, and you know, um, tell your friends about it. Tell your friend. Tell your friends about me, and um, you are what helps keep the Nerd on Nation going. Also, Patreon. Become a member of the Nerd on Nation. Get on the Patreon. One dollar to five dollars a month helps keep the lights on, the computers running. The internet going strong. All of that happens because of you. So thank you again. And please do like, subscribe, and review. Gentlemen. You know, Steve, you're yes, the only one who could say, tell your friends about me like that. And you know why? <laughs> why? It's because you're not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah. Engage. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick. Let's, let's round this out. Tom. Yeah. Tom, Tom, say, I never said thank you. I, I never said thank you. And you'll never have to. Uh, I, I, I have to save Harvey Dent! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry! For everything. Give me, give me five minutes. <laughs> and your hands are in the muck. <laughs> Suddenly we went right to a Gary Oldman, Commissioner Gordon... <laughs> Playoff, I love it. All of you! Oh, what? Is... <laughs> wait, wait, no, you got. I was trying to fight the mob! <laughs> Try to fight the mob! <laughs> good. Anyway, thank you all for listening to that portion of this episode. Uh, as always, we are the Capes Crusaders, joined by the Nerdon Nation. Uh, I am here, the Azorian one, with my compadres. Glasses Hi. first. This uh, son of Mander Manderson or the the Madmiral? The Madmiral. <laughs> Madmiral Manderson. Madmiral Manderson. <laughs> we, we'll, anyway. we'll work on, we're workshopping it. Yeah, we'll, Don't worry. We'll, it'll yeah, get better. We'll, we'll yes and until we figure it out, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you guys have ideas on how to smooth that out, just toss them into the Discord and we'll take your advice. <gasps> Commanderson. Oh, oh, there we go. 
All right. It. I we have the it. biggest brain in my room right now. <laughs> we got it. Uh, on behalf of the Crusaders who could not be here tonight. Wait, Amy, wait, who's, as, who else is with us? We, we just got Oh, yeah, me, we, we didn't, yeah, we got Anderson. Yeah, we skipped. The, the other one didn't say something. Yeah, he didn't. I said Commanderson. I've done everything I needed to do. That's all he needs to do. That was Tom. Same Tom. Yeah, I told I got ugly uh, on everything on everything. Find me, uh, stalk me, DM me. I don't know. But uh, (laughs) but go follow at NerdOn TV. Go like and subscribe everything, which is Capes Crusaders and NerdOn. But who else could not be with us today? On behalf of the Crusaders who could not be here, Amy, as well as the great doctor, Dr. Barry, who at the time of this recording is celebrating his 33rd birthday. Birthday. So happy birthday nice. to the so great young. doctor, uh, the Kevin Nash to my Scott Hall, the Triple H to my Shawn Michaels. Who Mr. are David we Barry. to you? Yeah. Who are the ones who show up to you? <laughs> uh, you're the rest of the click. Yeah. You're, you're, oh, you're, okay. you're, you're X-Pac and, uh, and, and Road Dog. Yeah. There you go. Hmm? Are they good? <laughs> yeah, are they important? They're, they're members they al- of DX. They're are members they of DX. So I like them. Oh, okay. 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 They're members of DX. All right. Okay. The click. The Who's click. Vince McMahon? He's the asshole boss. Okay. But he blew out oh, both his wait. quads one time. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> that wrestling fact that Tom's going to stay glued to. <laughs> Anytime there's a wrestling conversation, Tom's going to be like, hey, how about that one time Vince blew out his quads, well, well, right? Well, because he has a legendary walk. He does. And that walk, I'm just like. Either he has the tiniest penis or the <laughs> largest penis. It could be either with Vince. It you could d- be. You never know. You can never know. Anyways, with yeah, those final, that image in your mind as you <laughs> listen to us, we thank you for watch, for watching and listening. Whatever you do, watch your, your iPhone while you're listening to us. Or your Android. We, or your Android or whatever device you use. A-Track, whatever. Uh, we are the Capeless Crusaders, and we always fight for truth justice and a better tomorrow thank you all hi good night <laughs> <laughs>